Hello, I'm your host, Gary Oz, and this is Just Loving Life and Why You Should. I share related experiences in mental and physical health, personal wealth, entertainment, and sports for the more mature man. So go ahead and press the follow button on whatever directory you're currently listening on. Body products. Body products. Are the proud sponsors. Proud sponsors. Of just loving life. Just loving life. Just loving life. With Gary Oz. Gary Oz. Beauty originates deep inside. 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 The topic for today's show is why is barbecue a thing? Now, spring is here, leading to hopefully a hot summer. As the weather gets nicer, you can't help but getting excited about heading outdoors for a good old-fashioned barbecue. Having that ice-cold beverage in your hand, warm sun in your face, the smell of the coals, meat sizzling on the grill, and the sound of happy voices from your friends or family nearby. It's a feast for all your senses. Now, I was at a family barbecue not so long ago, and I loved the taste of the food. Now, my brother-in-law takes his barbecue equipment very seriously. He has it all, and if the barbecue equipment is not fit for a purpose, he will upgrade and improve his skill sets for barbecuing accordingly. So I thought, why is it a man's domain to dominate the barbecue grill at a barbecue? And where did this all stem from? Now, apparently, it's alleged that who invented barbecue is the first indigenous tribes from Christopher Columbus encountered on the island he named Hispaniola. He had developed a unique method for cooking meat over an indirect flame, created using green wood to keep the food and wood from burning. But I believe Stone Age man would have used similar techniques to cook what he had killed, for instance, like wild animals or fish, for instance, because if a man had invented fire, the need to heat and roast food would have almost immediately been discovered. Again, that's my theory. Now, why is it called barbecue? The word barbecue comes from the language of a Caribbean Indian tribe called the Taino. Their word for grilling on a raised wooden grate is barbacoa. The word first appeared in print in Spanish explorer's account of the West Indies in the 1526, according to Planet Barbecue. However, the technique for grilling at a barbecue needs to be studied, for instance, how is grilling done? Now, grilling involves cooking food on a rack over a heat source usually a charcoal fire or a ceramic briquettes heated by gas flames. The direct heat quickly sears the outside of the food, producing distinct, robust, roasted, and sometimes pleasantly charred flavored and a nice crust. Mmm, can't you just smell it and taste it now? Now, 
I believe that charcoal makes the food taste better. Those drippings are full of fats and oils and sugars and proteins that vaporize and rise back up into the meat from whence they came. That's how grilling over charcoal gives you that wonderful flavor. The briquettes themselves are just like the middlemen, not the flavor makers. The more you drip, the more the flavor builds. Now, why is barbecue so good? Now, it's actually very healthy because of the caramelization, which causes roasted vegetables to get sweeter and meat becomes more savory thanks to the Maillard reaction or smoking. Proteins are broken down into the amino acids, which then reacts with the carbohydrates present, producing the scent and satisfying taste we crave. At Journey Lives, Simone provides you with travel experiences to fulfill your travel needs. With fully bespoke packages including long haul to short haul, tours and cruises, to unique and special travel destinations all over the globe. Think of her as your personal shopper for your travel needs. She does the searching, so you don't have to. So if you've been bitten by the travel bug, reach out to her via her email address, Simone at Journey, L-U-A-C, or alternatively on Instagram at Journey underscore L-U-X-E, Journey Loves. So much more than just a travel store. Now, I'm going to give you an 18-point checklist for your barbecue. So, men, listen and learn. Number one, a charcoal kettle grill. Now, if you're a gas man, I'm not going to hold anything against you. But for me, when the weather's nice, a charcoal is the way to go. Now, you get that primal thrill of tendering a fire, and you get that great charcoal taste. Plus, if you're starting out, anything you learn to do on a charcoal grill is easier on a predictable grass grill. It's not fancy, but it's the workhorse of barbecues. Simple and dependable. Big enough to grill a bunch of stuff, but also light and portable. It also includes a built-in ash catcher, which makes cleanup a lot easier. Number two, the chimney, one of the bad boys. Lighter fluid is the stinks up your picnic, so you can taste it on your food. And I'm certain it's not actually the healthiest substance to be ingesting. So, if you're ready to graduate beyond the lighter fluid, the chimney starter is the great thing to get. The simple cylindrical design allows you to pour coals in the top and stuff paper at the bottom, which you can just light with a match. And within about, say, 20 minutes, you've got blazing hot coals without the taste or smell of that fluid, which will not be named at this particular moment. Lighter fluid. <laughs> Number three, basic long-handed tongs. Now, all you really need is a simple pair of spring-loaded tongs that are long enough so that your knuckles don't get singed when you're grabbing the stuff on the grill. Now, whatever you do, avoid those tongs that have tooth heads. They poke holes in your meat and release precious juices. Number four, a solid spatula. Now, not much to say about 
the spatula, but you want something that's sturdy and big enough to toss a good sized burger, but which also still feels balanced in your hand. It's all about technique. Number five, leather grilling gloves. Now, if you're not going to be around hot coals, it's helpful to protect your hands and arms, especially if you need to lift the grill and add more coals once the grill is hot. Don't think you can substitute your kitchen oven gloves. No. I suggest getting some high quality leather barbecue gloves. That goes as far up up your arms as you're quite comfortable with it. Number six, good charcoal. Now, if you want to keep it simple, you can go with the old standard briquettes, but to upgrade your fuel, you can also try a high quality, high grade briquettes. They burn as consistently and predictably as regular briquettes, but they are made with natural vegetable binders as opposed to paraffin and all of that nasty stuff. Or if you're feeling more adventurous, try out hardwood lump charcoal. This is the preferred charcoal of the pros. It burns hotter and faster. Although it can be a little bit more unpredictable, it is, however, the closest to grilling over wood. Number seven, wood chips for smoking. Getting the flavor of charcoal is one thing, but to truly add some smoky goodness to your grill food, wood chips are essential. Simply soak them in a water for a short while and put them inside a vented aluminium packet on the coals or throw soaked chips directly on the coals. Once you start using wood chips, it's hard to go back to not using them. Number eight, long necked lighter. Well, there's not much to say about this, but you can get by with matches or a standard lighter. But as a long neck lighter, it will make lighting your chimney a bit easier. Number nine, instant re-thermometer. Now, you don't want to poison someone with your undercooked food. And instant red thermometers make checking meat temperature so easy, not to mention they are quite beautifully designed. Now, if you can't afford one of these, you can certainly sort of use one of the runnable mill meat thermometers. Number 10, grill brush. As they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Grills can get nasty, especially as they get old. Congealed grease and soot build up. A grill brush is essential for keeping that nastiness off your grill and out of your food. Number 11, basting brush. Now, if you want to do anything or do any basting with a glaze, barbecue sauce or even just olive oil a long-handed basting brush can sometimes come in quite handy number 12 an aluminium drip trays now these aluminium can be super handy for catching fat dripping from a larger item like chicken or even just for soaking wood chips before using them number 13 grilling grate now while you can get one of those sort of grilling baskets for veggies, use a grill grate. It serves the same function as the basket, keeping small things from falling through the grill grates, but you can easily move the food around to give it less or more exposure to the direct heat of the grill. 
Number 14, big wooden cutting boards. Always do the preparation in your kitchen, which is always recommended. You still want a wooden cutting board with juice screws for when you're carving a big piece of, say, cooked meat, like pork or tenderloin, or even chicken. Number 15, carving knife and a carving fork. Now, a good carving knife and a carving fork will last you a long time. Get a set that has quality handles and a good weight to them. Something that you're quite comfortable with. Number 16. I can't emphasize the amount you should have on standby. Foil. There are so many uses, it's ridiculous. Foil, foil, foil. You to protect your meat while it's resting, wrap up leftovers, creates a makeshift griddle so small vegetables don't fall through the grill grates. Number 17 squirt bottle now watching the flames flare up under a fatty steak is exciting admittedly but if those drip fires get too out of control you can easily wind up with meat that's charred beyond recognition so having a squirt bottle filled with water handy can be a great way to tame those flames finally number 18 this should really go without saying good grilling book now there's a lot of good grilling and barbecue books out there. There are a few guys on YouTube which you can see that will blow your mind. Now if you're not familiar with the barbecue cooking, make a point of really testing out your recipes beforehand as opposed to poisoning your guests. It's not really an option, right? <laughs> now just as a caution to all health and safety, just ensure you have some form of extinguisher just in case whatever reason something is out of ordinary happens relating to fire at your barbecue. Right? Finally, and I mean this finally, it is rude to show up empty-handed. It's never a good idea to show up empty-handed no matter how close you are to the guests. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive. You should arrive with gifts for your host. In other words, it is good etiquette. If you like this podcast, like and subscribe or follow and give a five-star review where it's applicable. If you wish to contact me, though, I'm available through the website, which is all the W's, justloving-life.com, whereas you'll be alerted with the most recent episodes, which is generally available every Tuesday. Also, tell your friends family and anyone acquainted with your existence about these shows because then you'll be helping a brother out thank you for listening and in the meantime let's be careful out there